Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm not sure I mentioned this yet, but in addition to our various contests that we have going on, we soon will have the After Hours Christmas Candy Jar for you to guess the number of pieces of candy and earn some After Hours Swagalicious gear. We also have a really cool promotion slash partnership that we're working on for December to coincide with the playoff push in the NFL. And then on in through the holidays, when I get married, there is a reason why I bring that up. This this partnership will have some elements to it around your favorite host getting hitched. And then into January, the end of the NFL regular season, the playoffs culminating with the Super Bowl in Vegas. So very soon we will be able to announce not just the partnership. And for those of you who've listened for a long time, it won't surprise you. We're working with a a longtime supporter, but also friend of the show. And we've got some fun elements that will be planned. It does, in fact, revolve around food always. Food and football, because they go together perfectly, like a hand in a glove. So we'll be announcing those elements soon, unveiling some of those special elements soon. As I say, we'll kick off in December, kind of march through the wedding, and then on into the NFL postseason. Oh my gosh, how crazy is it to be talking about, forget the wedding for a second, because that's not universal. But how crazy is it to be talking about the holidays already? It was really surreal to be answering holiday questions on our Facebook page or kind of responding to some uh, from Ask Amy Anything. But it's coming quick. A friend and I were walking on, uh, not Thursday, sorry, Wednesday evening, and it got dark. So we started around 420, and we were back in our neighborhoods around 515, but it was already pitch black. And stretches where there were no street lights and piles of leaves. And it, yeah, we we were uh, had to be really careful when cars were coming. Anyway, we walked by this house. 
decked out the entire house outlined in white Christmas lights. Christmas decorations already on the lawn, in the windows. November 15th. And and I don't know, they could have had it up for weeks now. <laughs> I don't generally walk that way. And and if I do, I don't do it at night. So this was my first my first Christmas experience in the neighborhood. We stopped. We were in awe. It was really pretty. It just as I say, felt surreal because h- how? How? Someone asked me on Facebook what I'll be doing for Christmas. Can I just tell you, I haven't thought much about Christmas. (laughs) I'm getting married eight days before Christmas. I really haven't thought much about Christmas. But it will be nice. After the craziness of people traveling to Texas and us doing a a wedding weekend, we have other events around uh, the the wedding. So it's not just the weekend. I'm a big believer. You've always felt this way. If you're going to ask people to travel all that way, then make time for them. And I, I don't need to be the bride who's the center of attention. I really am so grateful that family and friends are traveling in and in uh, most of them on my side and they're spending money and they bought plane tickets in many cases and, you know, they're buying clothes or they're paying for hotels or rental cars or extra meals. And so uh, my family is actually hosting a couple of different meals at my mom's house, casual, but an opportunity for us to spend time with family and friends outside of just the wedding and the reception when everyone will be semi-formal and uh, it'll be a big program and a big operation. So we we want to have some calm around the wedding. If that's possible, I guess I'll find out. Anyway, so the the week after the wedding will be kind of nice, even though, you know, there'll, there'll be different family obligations and that kind of thing. We'll have some errands to run and just kind of recovering from the wedding, but Uh, making sure everyone gets home safely. Uh, But we are looking forward to a pretty quiet Christmas weekend. (laughs) Bob and I were talking about Christmas, and it dawned on both of us, none of us has done any shopping. None of us in the family has done any shopping, and Bob and I have done zero shopping. Also weird, for those of you who are newlyweds or you can remember, for the first time in my life, I have to consider someone else in my holiday plans. (laughs) Other than my immediate family, which, you know, we have always spent Christmas together, but I've never missed a Christmas with my mom. But this is the first time I have to consider someone else's mom. Right, <laughs> oh right. Gosh. The other side of the family, too. It's so weird. It's so weird. Not that I'm upset about it. Uh, I am really thrilled to be marrying not just Bob, but his family, because that's what I tell people. You don't just marry a person. You marry their families, too. Uh, and so I'm I'm thrilled about the opportunity to spend Christmas with both because they're they're my mom our moms are both in Texas, but it is weird to have to be planning for two sides. We'll go here for these two days. We'll go here for these two days. <laughs> and that's gonna be most holidays now where everyone yeah. gets together, right? Not just that, but gifts for two sides of the family. Jay, I know your sister got married not that long ago, and and you guys are really close to your brother-in-law slash son-in-law, so now you've got a whole... It's it's not even your spouse, and you've got a whole other side of the family. absolutely. I got to keep tabs throughout the year. And we're not the point where I um, get there, his family things, but we do hang out with his side of the family, so I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's going to get there, too. I hope not. (laughs) 
Gee, that'd be a lot of gifts. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't even know if we're doing gifts. Well, we're going to try, but I think mostly rather than having to mail or transport gifts because there's so much traveling and so many moving parts involved with the wedding, we're going to do experiences. So concert tickets that oh, I shouldn't even be talking about this uh, concert tickets, <laughs> plane tickets, that type of thing. So that when people want to come visit us, they can, uh, you know, we're, it, it's going to be more that type of thing where we, this is my fun idea. Have you ever seen the, well, whether it's the letters that little kids play with that are magnets on the refrigerator yeah, or whether it's foam letters that you use for art projects, mm-hmm. you get a bunch of letters that, spell out the gift that you're giving and then you scramble them and you put them into a bag or into a box and then whoever's opening the gift has to unscramble the letters to know what their gift is. Fun. Yeah. That's fun. You think of that? I Yes, I do. I like that. I do. I did like it too because I remember a few years ago I gave a family member a, a subscription to SiriusXM and I thought, well, I'm just going to write it in a card. That's boring. So I got him... Uh, the foam letters that spelled out <laughs> I like that. Serious That's XM. That's fun. Yeah, it took him That's forever cool. to get it, but he finally did, which was kind of fun. That's almost mean. I'd be like sitting there like scrambling like, oh, get, what is it? No, come on. <laughs> no. You can figure it out, don't you think? That's the no, fun I of do. it. I do. I'm kidding. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's Well, fun. maybe I'll do that for you, except you already know yours is TSA. Except I guess you could think it was SAT. You got me star? I got I got you a star. Or if I did TSA pre-check, do you think you would figure it out? Maybe. Maybe. TSA subscription? TSA five-year plan. <laughs> That's Jay's gift. He already knows what it is. He's jealous of my TSA. It's I've never used it. Well, TSA pre-check. Yeah. Yeah, you're about to. It's might am- change my life. It's amazing. It oh yeah. It's it'll make you want to travel more. These days, no one wants to travel more. It's but the worst part. It will make you want to travel more. <laughs> It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I highly recommend TSA PreCheck as a gift for your loved ones. Um, I guess I could do that for all of his family members. Hey, do you have TSA PreCheck? <laughs> and then they can come see you, right? There you go. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel. I did see our subscriptions jump after we reminded people that when we get to 4,000 subscribers, uh, Jay has to eat broccoli. And no, he can't fry it. He wants to fry it in oil and put breadcrumbs on it. So it's like French fried broccoli. I didn't think about breadcrumbs, but no, that sounds good. No, you cannot have French fried broccoli. This is about eating the broccoli and getting the nutrients. And very often when you fry or you, so either fry or microwave ingredients, or, I'm sorry, uh, vegetables, you take the nutrients out of them. It's really the word vet that's just intimidating to me. Have you ever used that word before in your life? A vet? Of uh, broccoli? I don't think I've ever, like, handled a vet. No, I would think not. With, no. no, I would think not. Yeah, so when we get to 4,000 subscribers, Jay, he has to eat broccoli. He promised. I did. I told him that I would change the steaks if uh, he wanted. What did I tell you yesterday? If you gave me back my pasta jar yeah. and my the candy jar, which apparently have both been misplaced. Now Jay, Jay tells me he can't find either one of the jars. That I would, I would say you wouldn't have to eat broccoli, but since you can't find the jars, well, SOL. The replacement jar doesn't give me like no. a, a smaller. There's than no that. pasta sauce in this replacement jar that's right in front of me. There's, no, I don't hear any candy. No, no. Do candy. you? Where's no. the candy? Where's the red top that made it festive? I missed that red top. I know. I need to find it. It's a nice <laughs> jar, though. It makes a great noise. <laughs> 
It's better than a face palm Friday. What would you do if I hit it on the counter and it just shattered? We'd uh, have to stop the show. Probably have to clean it up. Like, well, not just or, that, yeah, but there might be blood. Call. We'd have to, we'd, I don't know, am I allowed to do a radio show if I'm bloody? You know, in sports, you have to be removed from a game. If there's blood. put in the tent. If there's blood gushing anywhere, you have to be removed from the game. I wonder if I'd have to be removed from my show for gushing blood. <laughs> oh my gosh. Congrats. Yeah, congratulations to um, Blake Snell of the Padres and Garrett Cole of the Yankees. Neither of these teams made the playoffs, but they both have Cy Young award winners. And for Garrett, it's his first one ever. It validates like a lot of the hard work that I've put in over the years um, and a lot of hard work that goes in behind the scenes of, you know, everybody in my corner from my teammates to, you know, the people that have supported me, like my family and people around me my, my whole life. Congratulations. And he was unanimous. But the Yankees did not make the playoffs. And I can imagine, like I say, for most of these guys, most of these individual awards, and and maybe not, but most of these guys would trade a championship or the chance to participate in a championship series for any individual award. But you hear him say, it's very validating. He's 33. Not, not as old as Justin Verlander last year, but this is his first Cy Young at 33 years old. He was 15-4. and four. He led the American League with a 2.63 ERA. And also impressive this day and age, he was over 200 innings this season. And he is... Now playing for the Yankees on a very rich contract. But if you remember his story, he grew up rooting for the Yankees as a kid. He got drafted by them out of high school, but then chose to go to college instead. He's the first, this kind of blew me away. I hadn't really thought about this, but to read it. He's the first Yankee since Roger Clemens more than 20 years ago to win a Cy Young. Not that every year has featured middling pitching, but that's really been one of the issues for the Yankees going back now since they won their last World Series. So congratulations to Garrett Cole and to Blake Snell. Snell is a repeat offender, if you will, his second Cy Young Award. And he actually has now won a Cy Young in each league, which is really cool. Can you name the people who've done that, Producer Jay? There's some pretty famous pitchers, Hall of Famers in here. Oh, but one more recent, one of your favorites. Oh, you love him. Scherzer? He, yes, Max Scherzer has won a Cy Young in both leagues. Oh, man, that's a good question. Uh-huh. But but I'm saying Hall of Famers. So think, I just mentioned one of them. Clemens. Roger Clemens, yep. Mm, not Pedro? Pedro. Pedro, okay. Yep. My that's, stomach's growling. Don't mind. That's don't pretty mind good me. for now. You think? Yeah. Randy Johnson. Okay. Roy Halladay. Gaylord Perry. And so Blake Snell is, I mean, that's he's on that list. Wow. That's Only a, the seventh in baseball history to ever win a Cy Young in each league. So not just multiple Cy Youngs, but the duet. First in the AL and now in the National League. That's quite the list. Yeah, it's, 
Amazing. Which one of these is not like the other? Well, Max Scherzer maybe, but he is a World Series champion. I mean, he's that too. Congratulations to to Blake Snell. And it was kind of neat to see his reaction on MLB Network. I tried to be a pitcher that I wasn't. So I tried to, oh, I can't walk, guys. And when I walked, you know, more than two, I'd get so mad at myself. Like, you're better than that. Stop doing this. And I was more worried on what other people were saying. Then I, I kind of just looked in the mirror and said, I know how good I am. And if I walk, guys, that's okay for me. I'm different. And I believe that I have such good stuff. And I know that one walk isn't going to, it's not going to end my, my success or end the game. So by me doing that and understand I'm different, but I'm really good at being different, um, that confidence kind of took over. And, and then I became the pitcher that I am. Uh, today and striving to be moving forward. It's not often that you hear about a Cy Young Award winner who also led the majors in walks. 99 walks this year for Blake Snell. And so he's talking about struggling with that, trying to be something he's not. He did lead the majors in ERA, so his was only 2.25. But he led the majors in walks. He gave up the fewest hits per nine innings, but he also led the majors in walks. It's crazy to think about that dynamic, but he had to accept it to be his his best version of himself. I actually hate that phrase, but to, to be a winner, he had to be able to pitch without worrying about walks. And in a broader scope, isn't that a lot of times what you have to accept as someone who's in whether it be a sport, a three-point shooter. Steph Curry can't be afraid of missing every three he takes over the course of a game or two games. If he did, he would he would not have a green light in his brain to fire away. He would limit himself and the looks and, and the aggressiveness based on, hey, I can't miss too many. Nah, you got to be confident enough to keep shooting. I would also say as a a sports radio host, I get a little nervous sometimes about taking risks. And then I think, well, if I never take risks, I'll never grow. I'll never get better. I got to get out of my comfort zone, try something new. And if it crashes and burns, well, then I won't do it again. But at least I tried. And that's what Blake Snell is saying. He had to be okay with recognizing that his style of pitching does lend itself to a lot of walks. Not just that, but once hitters know you and know that's the M.O., they're going to force you to pitch to them or try to force you to pitch to them. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. While we're talking about the Padres, of course, they did end up missing the playoffs, and they were one of the biggest disappointments of the 2023 season. But beyond that, dealing with the loss of their owner, and this was sudden, We had known that Peter Seidler was no longer attending games and he was dealing with an illness. But his his passing caught a lot of the baseball world by surprise. He was only 63 years old. Lots of tributes to him. He was known as a kind soul, a thoughtful soul, an owner that... Guys wanted to play for. 
he wasn't overly meddling. He was the guy who wanted to win, to be sure. And I can only imagine now thinking back to their appearance in the NLCS the year before and the crowds and how much that must have meant to him after the money that he spent and the years that that they were not a competitive team. And there you have, yeah, will you just remind us? What did it remind me what it is because I don't have it on my sheet. So it was at the end of the lockout going mm-hmm. back to the start of last year. It was just Peter Seidler. Just really awesome, honestly, from an owner perspective to say how he, it was his responsibility to make sure this doesn't happen again. And he wasn't worried about the money that the owners were making. He was worried about just the league and the health, the health of the game and just how he wanted to make it his responsibility to make sure that no lockout was even possible ever again. So I just thought it was really cool. My hope would be we're never talking about the word lockout again because it never happens going forward. Um, and, and I think from my perspective, I'm going to do everything I can to build bridges so that it's really never even a possibility. And, and I think that's very possible. I think it's really incumbent on the owners and the players um, to learn a little bit from this. Um, build a strong relationship and listen to the other side and that that's you know something that as an owner um, is a very important responsibility that I take seriously I wish now I wish that the Padres had made it to the World Series he was the grandson of the former Dodgers owner Walter O'Malley and not only was a baseball fan but he loved San Diego, and he wanted to keep baseball in San Diego. He wanted to see the Padres win their first title, and he was even spending his own money toward that end and to try to achieve that goal. Lots of incredible tributes to him. I'm not sure if you saw the video of you, Darvish, and his wife, who showed up at the stadium to pay tribute where there was a, a display of flowers and... Uh, photos, that type of thing. So he and his wife were there. It was really poignant. To hear baseball players talk about him, it's clear that even those who did not end up playing in San Diego still thought very very highly of him. His reputation as being thoughtful and kind, it was one that preceded him. And so it's a big loss for San Diego, for the sports community, but certainly for the Padres as well, who right now themselves are kind of wandering through the wilderness until we see what happens moving forward. It's Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Here on After Hours, we like you as much as you like us. Our phone lines are full. Hello? Hello. Amy, Anthony, all right, I finally got through to you. Yes. I love your show, by the way. You Thank sound you. fantastic. Hey, Miss Amy, I hope I'm on that list of love because I love you guys. <laughs> Hi, Amy. Thanks for taking my call. I love the show. You could be a singer if you wanted to. Thanks. First time calling, and I enjoyed uh, listening to your voice. You have a beautiful voice. It's an honor to speak with you, Miss Lawrence. If I was to imagine the angels in heaven singing, it would be exactly what your voice sounds like. Call Amy at 855-212-4CBS. When people ask me about my running music, I always mention JT. I could listen to his music and run forever. Well, not forever. I'm not that great of a runner. But with a pair of new sneaks and some JT, I can run a lot faster and a lot farther. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. We had a lot of chatter after our conversation with Jerry Palm about the college football playoff rankings. Keep in mind that these are just conversation starters. Some of you are so angry and, and you're calling the committee corrupt and all those things. Well, these are just conversation pieces. They're not meant to be the final rankings. There are still so many factors that must be considered. And one of the things I asked him is how tight are the standings, number one. Number two, how much opportunity is there for chaos? How much volatility could there be in the future? And there's still plenty with the conference championships and still some really high-profile conference games. There could be a lot of movement with Five undefeateds and another five one-loss teams lurking. Ah, there's plenty that could still transpire. But you can check that out on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, part of our podcast, and then also on our Facebook page. Uh, Our podcast, once you bookmark it, you'll have access to each hour individually as well as our guests who are podcasted separately, and it's posted every weekday morning. Phone number 855-212-4227. I've been waiting for this. We didn't have a chance to get to it on our Tuesday night show, our hump show. But Craig Council finally speaks out himself, gets introduced by the Cubs, and wants to share from the heart about why the Cubs were his team of choice. From a baseball standpoint, you know, I think I saw quickly that like the organization is, is just in great health. And like that, Jed presented a very compelling vision of that. Um, it is time to be a Cub, right? There is, there is momentum happening here, um, and it feels close. 
And, and that means there's a really exciting future ahead of us. Um, and now it's my job to, to be part of taking us to taking us to the next level. Except what about David Ross? Council got a fat, as in P-H-A-T and F-A-T, he got a fat contract to take over for the Cubs. And what we heard from Jed Hoyer, who he references there, is we couldn't pass up this opportunity. Craig Council doesn't come along every day. That kind of makes you feel good. If someone said to you, a producer like Jay doesn't come along every day, we got to take advantage of this. I mean, that's a pretty nice compliment. Sign me up. We're willing to fire other people to hire producer Jay. I mean, that is one heck of a compliment, but it also comes with a lot of pressure. And I'm sure Craig Council, if he has a heart in his body, and I don't mean the heart, the actual organ, but the figurative heart in his body, he has compassion there's got to be some twinge. David is a very good man. Um, you know, David texted me probably before the news broke here. Um, and, and I called him back immediately. Um, we had a, what I think is a very good conversation um, that, that gave me, I've always had great respect for David, that gave me the ultimate respect for David, uh, the way he handled the conversation. So... Um, this is a, you know, part of this business is really difficult and it's really cutthroat. And, and as a player, I've lived it. David's lived it. Um, every player lives it every day. Um, but um, I, I respect the heck out of David Ross. After seeing what happened with Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher, I can't help but wonder every single time a manager or a coach signs one of these fat contracts, what's the buyout? How much will this cost a team if it doesn't work out? And in this case, the Cubs want to get out from underneath that deal. He's making $8 million per year. They've committed, what is it, $40 million to him over five seasons? That's double, more than double what the highest paid manager was making. It was Terry Francona. He's retired. Now you've got Stephen Voigt who takes over in Cleveland. $40 million. How much of that is part of the buyout? And those are generally written into these contracts. It's like, hey, if we decide to part ways with you before the contract is up, well, here's the buyout. And the opposite can be true. Now, I don't know if it's written into council's contract, but you know in some college football coaching contracts is written in, hey, if you leave – Here's what you have to, to pay the university, or here's what you have to pay back if you decide to break this contract and leave. It's not quite as standard as the buyout the other way, but it is a feature in some contracts. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. A couple of other managers we heard from recently. Joe Espada takes over for Dusty Baker in Houston. The last four years working for Dusty, um, watching him connect and work, and you know to say that I was the bench coach of a future Hall of Fame manager. It's, it's incredible. It was an honor. And just watching him, how he prepares, how he communicated, um, how much he cared about winning and, and how hard he pushed players and in a good way. He really 
cared about the importance of communication and collaboration, and he allows us coaches to do our job to get the guys ready to play. I really appreciated that, and I think that's really going to help me for, for my next step. There's some new, young, fresh faces and voices in Major League Baseball. Now, we do have guys like Bruce Bochy, who came back from hanging out on his couch in Nashville to lead the Astros, not the Astros, sorry, the Rangers to their first World Series championship, same division. And now you've got, like, these young guys, too, first-time managers who are getting new opportunities. Think about it. For the Mets, the Guardians, the Astros, all first-timers. The Brewers, too, right? Brewers. When they hire, yeah. Yeah, well, well, maybe not when they hire. I guess I forgot. I thought they had hired. One more, Ron Washington, who's not a, he's an old-timer. He's the opposite of a new-timer. But it's up to him to get the best out of the Angels roster. And I, I like his passion. He says they're on, they're on a course, and he's going to guide them the rest of the way. Once we get things together and we get these guys together in spring training and start to work, our whole focus is going to be to run the West down. And you can take that to the bank and deposit it. So. <laughs> there is a reason why he was working in Atlanta, but also a reason why it's 71 years old, I think. He's given a new opportunity. He has great passion. Obviously, wisdom experience from years in the game. He's lived a lot of life, too. He's dealt with addiction. He's dealt with uh, personal problems, personal challenges. But it's a gift of his. He's an orator in his own special way. I mean, he's got, he's quirky. He's got unique ways of phrasing words. And he's a, it may be, they're not the same age, different generation, but maybe the Dan Campbell of the Major League Baseball world. Just that the way that he is, he inspires passion and he's all about attacking the challenge in front and of him. And you can take that to the bank and deposit it. And confident too. Major League Baseball seeing some major turnover. All right. On Twitter, A-Law Radio on our Facebook page too. Coming up. Our first dabble into QB news, Justin Fields. Is he ready to get back on the baseball? Oh, my gosh. Amy, this is what happens. I mix sports. <laughs> At least I didn't call it the World Series. Is he ready to get back on the gridiron? I should have just gone with Field. It would have been safe. Just go with Field. Field's on the field. Field's is back on the field. <laughs> and also Josh Dobbs. Scrambler. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law you are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hurry back to throw. And it is. Is it tossed? Oh my goodness, it's tossed. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper Cup got it. Touchdown LA. Burrow back to throw. Looking. Firing deep for Chase in the end zone. Oh, He's yeah. got it. Yes. Touchdown. Hey. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mahomes fires for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, Kansas 
Sound City! And off to Eckler again. No, Herbert keeps it. End zone touchdown! Chargers! Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap. Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo! Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. Hey, we've got some news for you as we head into week 11 in the NFL. Are you kidding me? Don't look now, but maybe, just maybe, Justin Fields is about to return to a field near you. He continues to progress um, this week. Uh, he's a big part of, you know, returning to practice today. He's going to be a big part of the evaluation. But, uh, again, he's progressing well, and, uh, and our plan is to start him this week. Nice. Matt Eberflus must be really excited because as fun as the Tyler, I'm sorry, Tyson Bajant experience experience has been, uh, Justin Fields is the guy who's supposed to be out there and for whom the bell tolls, especially if the Bears are going to make anything of this season. So what about Justin dealing with the dislocated thumb and grip strength is the challenge. Feels pretty good. Um, you know, so I'm um, just getting back into things. Feel good. Feels good to throw. Um, arm feels fresh, but um, yeah, feel good. And you know, I'm taped it up today at practice, so we'll see how it's feeling on Sunday to whether I need tape or not. But um, I try to glove at first, just because you don't have to grip the ball as much, you know, without a glove or with the glove. So, um, but I didn't really feel too comfortable with the glove on. I'm really excited. Um, you know, I feel like the longer. Uh, I was out the more, you know, I was, I wanted to play, you know, uh, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get back, you know, this week and, uh, get back on the field with the guys for sure. For Justin Fields, this has been the second consecutive year of having to deal with a ton of injuries being off the field for a long stretch. Uh, so yeah, I can imagine he's chomping at the bit to be able to get back on the field. The challenge of course is when he follows his instincts, that means he takes off. He, he's running away from the pocket, getting outside the pocket, taking extra risks. He's going to get hit. There's going to be more contact, and that lends itself to more injuries. But I hope this is the last one. He says it's not 100%, but it does feel good. Uh, It's the Bears and the Lions this weekend in Detroit in week number 11. And you know that now the Bears have Montez Sweat, and he's rejuvenated, made a big impact in their first game, and that's the challenge now for Jared Goff. He's a good player. They traded for him for a reason, extended him for a reason. Uh, He's been a good player for a handful of years now, and um, again, will will be a challenge for us. Not sure if that will be one of the candidates for After Hours TD of the Week. Uh, But I do know that it's a divisional game, which means there's always a lot more interest and intrigue in that Week 11 matchup in the NFC North. And this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial, stuck in a timeshare and one out. Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. It's QB News here on After Hours. CBS Sports Radio, the Packers, they are taking on the Chargers this weekend, and it's getting better. Just patience is what Jordan Love is asking for. Last week, um, just starting the game fast, um, being able to put up points early was a huge step, something we've been, you know, harping on and focusing on, um, which I think that'll definitely carry over to be able to continue that. Um, And then, yeah, I think just continue to finish those games um, when we get those close games, um, being able to go find a way to win them is what we got to keep building on. 
With my apologies to every other quarterback in the NFC North, it's all eyes on Josh Dobbs. He is the story right now for the Vikings as they will hit the road. Get this nationally televised game, Sunday night football in Denver. So Dobbs got to be aware of that defense, the pass rushers. So when did he start scrambling? There's a lot of obviously large individuals on the other side of the football and it's painful when they hit you. So <laughs> it's more of like just running not to have to be hit by those by those guys. So yeah, like it's something that's always been part of my game since I started playing football uh, when I was like six years old. So um, it's always been part of my game, and now the key is always finding ways to uh, make sure that that aspect of the game is never lost. He's sneaky fast, too. Have you seen him sprint? Once he high steps it, he can get around the edge and, and down. So we've seen him score a few times with his legs, and he definitely can elude the pressure. And I guess it's out of self-preservation because there's a lot of large dudes on the other side of the line. Matthew Stafford knows it well. He's taken a ton of hits in his career. Could he return to the field this weekend? That's the plan. I went out there and practiced today and was able to throw it around. So, um, you know, it's, it is a fine balance of rest and rehab as much as I possibly can to try to let, you know, everything in there kind of settle down. Um, but at the same time, understanding that at some point you got to go out there and see what you got. And I uh, was able to do that a little bit on Monday and then, uh, you know, full practice today, um, you know, just doing everything we wanted to do. So felt pretty good about it. So he is expected to practice again Thursday and Friday. This is a thumb, a thumb ligament sprain, so not quite the same as Justin Fields, but something he's been dealing with too. So his challenge, obviously, is also being able to grip the ball, and he says he's working on it. As for Kyler Murray, he's thrilled to be back. 11 months after he tore his ACL, he helps to spark the Cardinals to a win. Last weekend, does it feel, quote-unquote, normal? Uh- I mean, I don't know, you know, normals, it's, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, one of my boys, uh, you know, it's um, when you've, you're used to winning and you've played at, you know, that, that high of a level and you know what that feels like, like, it's, it's kind of, kind of a baseball reference as well. Like when you're playing at that level, it's, uh, you're always on edge, you know, you're never really comfortable. Um, and I, I think great players kind of understand, like, um, when I say you're always on edge, it's you're trying to stay in that, you know, whatever zone that you're in, you're trying to stay in it, um, however you, you get in it, um, as long as possible. He was clearly not only thrilled to be back on the field, but really wanted to win. He was clearly into the game. till the very end, it was one of those against the Falcons that came down to a field goal, a kick, and... For the Cardinals, it really dawned on me. It wasn't just Kyler Murray. It was all of them on the sidelines. Obviously, Jonathan Gannon, who was in his first year as an NFL head coach, they desperately wanted to win that game. They don't care about future draft picks or how high the draft they they ascend in the draft order. That's not what they're about right now. And for Kyler Murray, even though he had gotten the huge contract and he'd maybe gotten that piece of of his career in place and kind of won that battle with the Cardinals to have the torn ACL, to have to miss 11 months, to feel like he wasn't part of, you know, the new coaching change, the, all the different uh, variables, not just coaches, but voices and systems that changed while he was out. I know it's tough. 11 months of your career and whether he gets paid or he doesn't, which of course he does when he's injured, 
it mattered to him so much. You could see that. His passion was so clear last week. So welcome back, Kyler. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.